Coming up on today's federal newscast, the FBI looks to social media tools to monitor terrorists. The FCC offers new rules aiming to stop caller ID spoofing. And a whistleblower wins $1 million in a false claim suit. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Federal Bureau of Investigation is looking to use social media tools to help it monitor possible domestic threats. It has issued a request for a proposal from vendors to give it access to lawfully collected information from social media subscription services. The FBI says having early detection capabilities will help it mitigate the magnitude of any harm caused by those threats. The Federal Communications Commission has issued new rules banning malicious caller ID spoofing of text messages and foreign-placed calls. In 2018 alone, the FCC received more than 52,000 consumer complaints about caller ID spoofing, where scammers make their phone number appear to match the organization they're pretending to represent. Congress passed a law last year to ban caller ID spoofing and added text messaging to the mix. The FCC's new rules provide context to the law. The Inspector General at the Department of Veterans Affairs sees good progress with VA's three crisis line call centers. The IG says the crisis line has improved with a new governance structure, permanent leadership, and more thorough training. The IG says VA also piloted new training for crisis line responders in Atlanta and used it as a model to train responders at its new crisis line center in Topeka, Kansas. Defense Secretary Mark Esper has launched his own review of DOD's multi-billion dollar JEDI cloud contract. In a statement Thursday afternoon, the Pentagon said it would not make an award of the up to $10 billion contract until the new secretary's review is finished. A spokeswoman says it's part of his commitment to safeguard taxpayer dollars. It's not yet clear how long the examination will take or whether it will affect the acquisition schedule at all. Defense officials have already said they don't intend to award the contract until late August. Amazon and Microsoft are the two remaining contenders. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Representative Elijah Cummings and Congressman Ted Yoho have introduced a Safeguarding Student Veterans Act to protect veterans using the post-9-11 GI Bill. The bipartisan legislation aims to provide better coordination between the Departments of Education and Veterans Affairs to ensure that student veterans aren't blindsided by an unexpected school closure. The Office of Personnel Management has set its priorities for the Federal Employee Health Benefits Program ahead of the 2020 open season. It encouraged health insurance carriers to continue to keep premium increases low or minimal. OPM also urged insurance carriers to expand mental health provider networks and promote evidence-based pain management practices over opioid use. The 2020 open season will begin later this fall. Four Democratic senators want the Director of National Intelligence to review whether the Executive Office of the President is complying with government-wide security clearance policies. The ranking members of the Senate Intelligence, Judiciary, Foreign Relations, and Armed Services Committees wrote to President Trump asking for the review. Senators say they're concerned EOP officials have extended temporary clearances beyond the usual six-month time frame. They also say EOP overruled unfavorable adjudication recommendations from career employees. The Postal Service's Board of Governors finally has enough members to form a quorum. The Senate approved three members before leaving for their August recess, bringing its total headcount to five. The board, which selects the Postmaster General and approves business decisions for the Postal Service, 
hasn't had a quorum since December 2014. Cisco Systems has agreed to settle a whistleblower's claim that it improperly sold video surveillance software with known vulnerabilities to the Defense Department, marking the first payout on a False Claims Act case brought over failure to meet cybersecurity standards. The claim said that Cisco was warned in 2008 that flaws in video equipment software could allow unauthorized access to gain administrative control of entire networks. Cisco paid $8.6 million to resolve the case, with most of that going to the federal government and more than $1 million going to the whistleblower. The Senate has filled two key management and policy roles in the White House, the Office of Federal Procurement Policy and the Office of Science and Technology Policy have permanent leadership for the first time in more than two years. Michael Wooten fills the OFPP administrator role. Michael Kratzios is now the Federal Chief Technology Officer and Associate Director of OSTP. The CIO shuffle continues at two other agencies. The Commerce Department's moving to its second Acting Chief Information Officer in seven months. Andre Mendez, the CIO of the International Trade Administration, will take over as Acting CIO when Murphy leaves on August 16th. Meanwhile, over at the Energy Department, Rocky Campione replaced Max Everett as CIO in July. I'm Jason. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Or you can subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. Also follow us on Twitter. Our handle there is at Federal Newscast. I'm Terry Wayne.